We live in a world that struggles with feeling busy and overwhelmed. At the same time, us mamas want to feel we're living intentionally and with purpose. At the end of the day, you won't have to sit worn out on the couch feeling like it all just wasn't enough. Here, you'll find the tools to slow it down, nurture your own goals, and live restored. Each week, we have real-life conversations about motherhood, work, relationships, and all the things in between. I'm your host, Jen Brazil. Welcome to the Unhurried Life Podcast. Hello and welcome to The Unhurried Life. I am your host, Jen Brazil, and this week we are talking about finances. That's right. It's December officially. The holidays are upon us and there can definitely be some money to be managed during this season. I do want to start off by throwing in a little disclaimer. Sammy and I talk about a lot of things in this episode, but I want to start off by telling you there is nothing wrong with enjoying the holidays and posting on social media all that you are doing right now. But we want to get behind the heart of posting and we want to get behind the heart of spending and find our major why. I want you to come into this episode excited to learn, excited to hear how other mamas are doing it, and like you are not alone when it comes to just wanting to go overboard and spin, spin, spin on our little ones because they are so sweet and so precious. There is a lot to be covered here and so I will not hold you up any longer. Let's dive in and talk to my good friend Sammy about all things holiday and finances. Well, hi, Sammy. How are you today? I am so great. I am so excited to talk to you again since you are on my podcast. I'm excited now I get to be on your podcast. Yes, that is definitely one of the perks of getting to do things like this is we get to have real, genuine conversations back and forth. And I just feel like we're, I mean, we're friends already, so. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I'm excited to talk to you. (laughs) Yes, it's going to be so fun. And with the holidays here, I think that what you have to say is super, super important. And so I want you to start off, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So my story really is a crazy story. Um, So we kind of have started on this intentional living slash debt-free journey slash minimalism journey like six years ago. And we have been married uh, 12, 12 years now. <laughs> and our oldest is nine. So it kind of just give you a timeline in there. So the first half of our marriage or so we spent doing what a lot of people do, you know, keeping up with the Joneses, spending more than we make, you know, the usual trying to look good on social media, prove ourselves that we were successful, all those kinds of things. And then we kind of got to this rock bottom right before my second daughter was born, like literally days. Days before she was born, my husband was working in New York at the time and we're in Texas. So obviously that's quite a flight home. And so we were waiting basically for me to go into labor or to get induced whatever happened first for him to come home. And so it's like two or three days before she's born and we had literally no money. I mean, we maxed out our last credit card went a couple hundred dollars over the limit so he could fly home basically. So he could be there for her birth. And that was like our financial rock bottom. And then, I mean, you can imagine like the postpartum moving from one child to two, et cetera, et cetera, him being gone half the time. 
all this stuff led to that whole entire first year of her life was basically a rock bottom. And I'm so thankful that she was such an easy baby. I'm just so grateful for her. It was perfect timing. I needed that grace in my life that first year. But, you know, she was about nine months old or so. We started budgeting and then um, we started decluttering like within that first year. And it all just kind of one intentional right step led to the next, you know, and we just kept going and kept going. And we, we started to see little bits of progress and that just fueled us to keep going. So we're, we're decluttering our 3,200 square foot house. We are chipping away at our $490,000 worth of debt. We're improving our marriage. We're slowing down our home life. Like just all of these things that kept just leading to one intentional step after the other. And now here we are, we're six years later, we just recently went back into debt. We were debt free for about two and a half years and we were 100% debt free. We sold our house, we did all these other things. And then within the past few months, we have bought a piece of land where we plan to build our dream home. And we have went back in debt, but this time intentionally, this time with a plan in mind and basically just done a complete 180 in our lives. So just hone in a little bit on that, getting ready to have a baby Mm -hmm. and your credit card, just kind of what were, I mean, what were the feelings that you were going through? Oh my gosh. So, I mean, anyone who has been nine months pregnant at all, let alone with their second baby. So yeah. here I am nine months pregnant also with a, with a two and a half year old, you know, uh. running around, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and my husband's on the other side of the country. And I literally remember the phone conversation. I remember exactly where I was standing. I remember exactly how I felt. I mean, all of it painfully. And it was just this gut feeling of, oh my God, what have we gotten ourselves into? Like we are way in over our heads and we're people's parents and this is how we're acting. And, you know, and for us, we had been dating since I was 15 and he was 18. I mean, this was a, you know, we have been together yeah. a really long time. And so yeah. we spent so many years of our, our high school and my college years dreaming about having a family and being married and, you know, all these beautiful things. And it was just kind of this moment of this is not what we dreamt of. This is not abundance. This is not the fairy tale that I signed up for. How can we change this? And that's just where it all started to turn around for us. Because keeping up, my husband likes to say keeping up with the Kardashians. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> keeping up with just social media and trying to put your best foot forward. And I mean, you and I, we both like our businesses are online. And so yeah. we're pretty much wide open books to a lot of people. And it's hard to show into your life, you know, that you don't necessarily have Pinterest worthy house yeah. or like the super white, you know, countertops everywhere, yeah. things like that. <laughs> yeah. And to not want to say, I mean, I'm going to be real honest with you. I've I had gone through the thought process of remodeling our kitchen. And one of the big things that's in the front of my mind is because I want it to look good in Instagram pictures. Oh, exactly. <laughs> and we're, I mean, we're in the process of building our new house. Obviously I have a Pinterest board going and I've yeah. you know, done all of the dreaming and, and, and yeah, I've thought the exact same thing. I've thought, well, this is going to look so much better than my current house when I take pictures <laughs> and post them. And it's crazy how we're in this life, but 
right now, just to give everyone kind of an idea of where we are right now. So we have been in a two bedroom, one bathroom rent house ever since we sold our 3,200 square foot, gorgeous, perfect (laughs) house. And we've been here for over three years and it is I don't know, built in like the 40s or 50s. It's in not the best area of town. It's safe, but that's about all. You know, that's the only desirable part. We literally live behind a restaurant where the pro of that is we get to feed stray cats. (laughs) So I'm making making lemonade here, you know? I mean, it's not perfect. I don't have a dishwasher if we want to get real petty about that. You know, I don't have a dishwasher. I don't have central air. But you know what I do have is a really full savings account and a really clear idea of where I'm going in the future. So I gave up probably it's going to be over. It's probably going to be four years by the time we get into the new house, four years of living in a two bedroom house with three kids and a 50 pound dog, you know, and I gave up that because I knew that what I was gaining because of these short-term quote-unquote sacrifices, what I'm gaining in the future is so much bigger and more important than what I'm giving up, you know? And and honestly, I say quote-unquote sacrifices because it has not been that bad. Yes, I wish I had a dishwasher when I'm, <laughs> you know, scrubbing dishes every <laughs> single goodness. night. But that's, I mean, that's really it. It's not that bad because my mindset and my heart are in the right place. Like I know why I'm doing this. I know that it's for the long term, and I get to be, you know, physically that much closer to my babies all the time. So it's, you know, it's not that bad. <laughs> wow. You're an amazing mom. <laughs> not oh, sure I would say this. I mean, they, okay. I will, you know, little side note, they drive me crazy, of course, but try to find the positive. <laughs> the choice has been not an easy one, but it's definitely been one that you see your life in the big perspective of everything. Yeah, for sure. Hey friend, let's talk real quick about the 5 billion pics you have on your phone and the fact that they are mostly all of your sweet kids. You don't want these memories living on a device or falling forgotten. You're probably overwhelmed and don't know where to even start when it comes to cleaning up your camera roll. Well friend, come join me as I walk you through my three simple steps to organize your phone pics. Just go to jbrazil.com slash phone photos or click the link we are listening to this episode. Now back to our show. Okay. So with the holidays coming, yeah, everyone's listening is like, oh, Jen, of course you're going to say this with the holidays <laughs> coming and spending and the consumerism that we live in. And when this year just has been hard, it has been hard yeah. on everyone financially, emotionally people have, I mean, like we could go into depth on how hard this has been for everyone. Everyone's yeah. walking down a different path. Everyone's walking in different situations. So talk to me a little bit about how we might be coming up into the holidays and feeling like we deserve Mm -hmm. to give our kids more or because we have a little bit extra or because we have that limit on our credit card. Just, I just want to hear what you have to say about kind of preventing against that mentality of I need to do this because everyone else is doing it or because this is how it's always been done. You know, I just want to hear what your thoughts are on that. Cause that, that is definitely something when you think about tradition and Mm -hmm. you know, why we do what we do is, based a lot on not 
maybe what we want to do inside our own home, but because it's how it's done outside of our home or how it was done in our home when we were younger. Yeah. And now that we are in this age of social media, almost everyone posts a picture of their gorgeous tree with a million presents underneath and everything is freshly decorated. I mean, you know, she went to Hobby Lobby or wherever (laughs) and got all the new in style decorations. We all do it. We all have seen it, all the things. But at the end of the day, I say, what do you actually want? Are you willing to literally change your family's future over a few Instagram posts. So you can take that pic, like we were saying about the houses. Are you willing to go into debt? Or if you do have the money saved up, because some of us do, are you willing to take that money and spend it just for the sake of the Instagram pictures, just for the sake of posting Christmas morning with the, with the you know, opened presents all over the living room? And is that why you're doing it? Number one. And if you're not doing it just to show off or in subconsciously, we do it subconsciously to show off. I don't think a lot of us really sit down and go, ha ha ha, I'm going to make her yeah. so jealous. Yeah, We no. don't do that. And, and because but, we're happy and we want to, we kind of yeah. want to like say, you know, look it, at, look at my life. It's not all that bad. And we work, you know, we work hard. We get excited. We want, we decorate our house cute. We want to be, we want to show it off. We want to be excited. We're proud of our babies. We want to show how happy they are and how beautiful they are. And yeah, we have good reasons in our heart, but let's get down to the root of it. You know, really do the heart work behind why are you doing this? Why are you showing the things that you show? Are you showing them for the right reasons? And not only that, of to remember that it is a very short-term high that we get from the holidays. It's very short-term. And I just like to remind people to keep in perspective, you know, January's going to happen, right? You know, February is going to be there when the credit card bill comes in and you're like, oh, you know, and you get that pit of your stomach feeling. January's going to happen, you guys. And the memory of Christmas will fade. And it's a very short-lived high. So let's keep that in perspective. And I love to spoil my kids just as much as any normal mom. I have to rein myself back in even all of these years of being intentional, even all of these years of I, I'm not going into debt for Christmas. I legitimately cash flowed Christmas and I still have to rein myself back in because we want to spoil our babies. Of course we do. But remember, is it worth the long term? And if you spend $1,000 instead of $3,000 or something really crazy. Notice that that $2,000 difference, how far is that going to get you in the new year? You know, make that conscious yeah. decision. Is it worth it in the long term? And then some other things of thinking, obviously, right now, it's kind of too late to save or, or do things different to be prepared for Christmas. So what I tell a lot of people is we have this beautiful, awkward week between Christmas and New Year's where we get to kind of come down off the high of Christmas yeah. and we, we get to think, did I do it right? Am I happy with the way I did it? And if you're not, set that as an intention for the new year. Next year, I'm going to do it better. I'm going to do it different. And what I always say is set up a sinking fund, which means like decide how much you want to spend for Christmas. Say you want to spend $1,200, okay? So every month set aside $100 and start in January. 
you know, and then be ready to go. You sink money into it little by little throughout the year and then it stacks up. So in the budgeting world, like we do this with Every, like we do this with everything, vehicle repairs, medical bills, you know, holidays, vacations, things like that, where you just take a little bit out of every paycheck or every month and you put it in an account and okay. then it's there when you need it. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So if you're, you know, already thinking, oh, I've kind of already screwed up this year. <laughs> um, how can you do better next year? You know, really take that really awkward week between Christmas and New Year's and, and think about it you know, yeah. and, and do better next year and give yourself some grace if you've already went over budget. Cause some of us, we, we might already be done with our shopping at this point in the year. So if you've already went over, give yourself some grace. Are there some things you can return? What can we do? You know, kind of think about that. And so what I do as far as not going crazy with my kids is a lot of people will adopt the, um, you know, the, the little rules. Like some people will do like a three wise men rule. Some people will do like a something to wear, something to read, something you want, something you need or whatever that is, <laughs> rhyme is. Um, and kind of like pick a rule to follow. And that will help you stay on track of not going crazy. Things like that, you know, really intentional with it. Yeah. And I think it's okay. I think it's safe to say we're starting a new tradition this year. Mm -hmm. It's not always going to be the easiest, but it's never too late. It's never too late to start oh, a new tradition yeah. and to say, well, last year I did this, so I need to do it again this year. Exactly. I just think that we need to give ourselves grace and finding out that we don't have to do the same we don't have to do the same thing we did last year. Oh, no, like don't we can be afraid. Do it different. Yeah, don't be afraid to change. Don't be afraid to do something crazy. Even if, you know, your your extended family thinks you're a little crazy. I mean, who cares at the end of the day? Like who cares? You have to do what is best for you and what is best for your family, your immediate family, your kids, your spouse, you know, whoever. And what is best for you in the long term? And is that one day of ripping boxes open? Is that worth changing the whole entire next year for your families financially? So, you know, put it in perspective. Okay, so let's kind of not really shift gears, but just shed light on something that is near to my heart as moms. I think we can sometimes get really caught up in just providing for our family and providing for our mm -hmm. kids and giving them the best and maybe even giving them something that we never had when we were growing up. But we can neglect ourselves and just doing something that maybe you and your husband have had on the back burner for years and years and you take your whole budget and you spend it on your kids and and you have in your mind that well this is this is what I'm supposed to do as a mom I just want to hear what you have to say about is it okay to actually spend money on yourself spend money on your family during this time of the year oh yeah I think always even if it's not a lot, because especially, you know, if you're at the beginning of your debt-free journey or you're living paycheck to paycheck and money's really tight anyway, and there is extra money, nine times out of 10, you're going to give it to your kids <laughs> or you're going to do something as a family. So I always say that it is so important to always allow what I call fun money. And it doesn't matter if it is $5, you know, for yourself. Once a week, you treat yourself to a coffee or, you know, once a month, you go out to lunch with your girlfriends, like something to keep you motivated, to boost your morale, to remember that we're doing more than just surviving in this life. And that doesn't always have to, doesn't always have to be money. And if you are in a really, really tight spot, 
then maybe be more intentional about doing free things that are self-care, self-love type of things until you get to the point where you can go on a full-on girls weekend vacation and spend hundreds of dollars. You know, that's the dream. But that Mm -hmm. might not be all of our reality right now. And that might not align with our goals. So I think remembering that your self-care as a mom as the person who sets the tone for the family, because we do, we set the tone. I mean, who else has heard the the saying, like, if mom ain't happy, nobody's happy. We've all heard that saying, because as moms, we set the tone for our family. If we come out of our rooms in the morning and we are ready to journal, pray, meditate, work out, you know, whatever it is, whatever our self-care is, we do that. We invest that in ourselves. Then when our kids wake up, we're ready to go. Like we've built a foundation for ourselves for the day and we can give, we can give, right? So we fill our cups first. However, you know, whatever way you want to put that, there's so many, you know, sayings that go along with it because it's true. And sometimes that looks like spending money on ourselves. And sometimes, you know, I I spend money to keep my hair short because it makes me happy and it makes me feel confident and good. And I spend money to go and get my hair cut every six weeks. Pre-corona, I mean, the, the haircut budget looks a little different lately, but, you know, but that's, I mean, I had to make that. And I, did I feel guilty? Yes. But did I feel amazing in feeling like I could show up as my best self for myself, for my kids, my husband, my podcast listeners, my clients, you know, everyone. Yeah. yeah. I have to take care of myself first. Yeah. Um, and so I, I used to really feel guilty and I used to really feel like I had to earn that downtime. A lot of us feel like that, right? Well, if I get this laundry done, if I get these dishes done, then I will sit down, <laughs> You know, and we really have this martyr mentality of I'm going to earn it. And I have realized that that me time is the most valuable, productive thing that I can do in my week, in my days. I have to build that foundation. I have to take care of me first, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, That is definitely one thing that I think moms have a hard time always going back to that. And because we're just always in a place of giving always, which is amazing gift that we have that we can even do that, that our minds Mm -hmm. automatically go to that. I mean, if you, if you really think about it, that our minds just automatically go to a place of giving is incredible. So I think it's really important to just stay guarded. And I love, I love those, those tips you gave about just filling our cup first. And I know there's so many other sayings, but I I like that one, the (laughs) fill up your cup first. I love that. That is so true. Another one is the put on your oxygen mask first. And you know, and your first thought is if you're on a plane and it's crashing, how many moms really would take care of their kids yeah. first? Literally yeah, die. It's true. Literally die Pass in order out. to save <laughs> yep, and it's to save their baby. But you're not gonna do anyone else any good if you're depleted of oxygen. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever metaphor, like apply that. Um, yeah. you know, if you're exhausted, if you are just frazzled if you don't have enough sleep, whatever it is, you, the, the most selfless thing that you can do is invest time in yourself so you can be the best mom, partner, you, you know, what, whoever you are in your career, all of those things is 
that's the most selfless thing you can do is to take care of yourself. Yeah. Okay, so I have a little selfish question. My kids are finally kind of getting to the age where they sort of understand what it is to buy a gift for each other. You know, we're a six-year-old and an almost three-year-old at this point. And so I really wanted to encourage them for me to not be the one buying a gift and saying, hey, this can be from you to your brother. (laughs) And so how do you go about getting your kids kind of to that place I mean, my kids are so, like overwhelmingly generous with their money. I don't think, yeah. think they really quite have a grasp or a concept <laughs> on it yet. So I can't be like, well, you can't empty your whole jar out and your whole savings account out on oh, your but brother. They, to- they totally would though. Yes. They? Yes, they totally would. So what we do, we started doing um, when my kids were up about the age of your kids and mine are um, nine, six, and five. So, so we've been doing this for maybe two or three years, I think. So what I will do is I will give each of them $10 and I will let them go shopping and they will pick between their aunts or their grandma and they get, you know, each sister will pick, you know, which person they want to take them shopping, which is also a special treat. Mm -hmm. And they will go with their aunt and they will spend that $10 on their secret sister. So since we have three, we will, you know, they'll draw a name and then they'll go and shop and it's a secret, which is super fun to watch them try to keep a secret (laughs) for a couple of weeks. And so that's what they'll do. And they spend $10 and the first year we did this, my mom kind of gave me that look like $10. Like that's not enough. And I was like, seriously, take them to the Dollar Tree and let them fill up a bag and they can, you know, whatever. So they'll go to like Dollar Tree, Walmart, Hobby Lobby, like wherever. And they will get some, they'll get their money's worth, man. Like they will seriously put a lot of thought into it. It's the sweetest thing. And then they get to watch their sibling open the gift. And that I feel like, you know, not to sound cheesy, but that is the magic of Christmas, you know, is mm-hmm. getting excited about the gift that you're giving oh, someone yeah. else and, and watching them open it. And then, you know, seeing what your sister got you and knowing it's the perfect thing and then jumping up and giving her a hug, and, <laughs> you know, that whole thing, that's the magic. And I feel like that $10 per kid definitely deserves a place in my budget. Right. And in, yeah. in a way that's one less thing that my husband and I have to buy them because that's one more gift for them under the tree, right? Yeah, it's amazing. And you don't have to do a lot. Kids can get super creative with $10. One of, I can't remember which one it was. One of the girls bought one of the other girls a package of gum. Like that was in one of her bags. Like she was like, oh, that's her favorite gum <laughs> and bought it and put it in her package. And she was so excited. <laughs> Okay, so right now in your life, what are you doing to just instill a sense of unhurried and gratitude when it comes to all the things that we've gone through this past year? So actually a lot of the things we talked about with the self-care. So for me personally, if anyone follows me on my Instagram story, they know that I have this book called Create This Book. And it's like a basically a prompt art book journal kind of thing. And I am obsessed with it. And I actually think it's intended for kids, but that's okay. I don't care. (laughs) And my kids and I all have one. And so we do these little, we, we draw and we paint and we do these things together. And for me, that has been just so recharging. I mean, I have, I will sit and draw and color and paint. Um, I'll do puzzles. Like I will, um, 
this past year, since we obviously haven't had like extracurriculars and stuff that my kids normally have, we have really gotten into like watching YouTube videos as a family and they watch some silly art compilations on YouTube. We'll watch like people do crazy makeup. I'm talking like stuff that belongs in movies intense stuff, baking videos, craft projects. Like we'll just sit the four of us and watch these YouTube videos and get excited and, you know, giggle over when somebody looks crazy with their makeup or somebody will do an art project and we're like, oh, that looks fun. Or the dessert will say, oh, that looks yummy. And it's just been really fun to just kind of hang out with them. And I feel like get to know them better. I don't know. See what they want to watch on YouTube and how we can watch it together yeah. and kind of bond over it. Plus, we did not have an, an Xbox or gaming console before quarantine, but my husband talked me into it and now my girls are super into Minecraft. And so I will sit with them my and I'll, I'll draw or do a puzzle or something while they're playing Minecraft in the living room. We're all together and just listen to them giggle and be so silly on the game and play with each other and... I feel like there's kind of a lot of, of lessons in there. There's me time still in there with, while my kids are with me because we homeschool. My husband works offshore. I am solo parenting half of the year. So if I wow. want to have me time, I've got to make it work, right? So yeah, that it looks really like, has to be a priority. Oh yeah, that looks like drawing while my youngest is crawling all over me and bumping my pencil, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I still... I know that I'm going to feel so much better if I spend that time on myself. So that's what it looks like. Me time looks like them playing Minecraft, you know, on the other side of the living room while I draw or, you know, something yeah. like that. Watching YouTube videos together as we all kind of just cuddle and chill. No, oh, I and love that cuddle. I love that cuddle part. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, we are so big on we will all pile up in, in my king size bed and lay on top of each other and watch YouTube videos and eat popcorn. And, <laughs> you know, oh, what sweet memories. That's yeah. just sweet times to be building with your family. Yeah. And it's free. It's free fun. Yeah. Oh, and it's quality time. So, <laughs> yeah. So that's us, really. Oh, okay. What's something right now that you've been working on or that you're just absolutely loving. Yeah. So I'm in my um, second round of coaching. I'm doing one-on-one coaching this year. It's been a dream of mine for a really long time. So I am doing one-on-one coaching. um, And of course, you know, I have all my other, my other courses. I have a full budgeting course. I have, that's called Your Sunny Money Method. I have a course called Magic and Money, which is a free course. And it's really about like the mindset and the heart journey um, part of money and budgeting and all of that. And of course, with the new year, I always do a lot of beginning of the year types of, you know, challenges and and freebies and webinars. And I I go all out with the new year because I know that's when a lot of people are going to get serious and get re-motivated. And I love that new year. So definitely look for me after Christmas, new year, like all of that to be doing lots of amazing things to help everybody get the new year started out on the right foot. Yeah, because that is just such like a great time to start fresh. That is by far one of the things I think that is ingrained into us, which is a great thing, is there is always a chance to start again. There's always a chance to start fresh and it's coming. Yep. 
and thank goodness 2020 is going to be over. Yes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Goodbye, 2020. for sure. (laughs) Don't let the door hit you on the way out. I know. I know. Oh, my gosh. We all need a fresh start. So I am going to be hitting it even harder this year than normal years. But I always do like what I call a fresh financial year workshop in that week between Christmas and New Year's. And we, you know, we really... We take advantage of that fresh new year spark and we run with it. That's awesome. Well, Sammy, it has been such a pleasure to have you on here and to just kind of give us the nitty gritty, the real life on money and the holiday season. So I really appreciate it and love chatting with you. Thank you so much. Oh, I just loved all of that. Talking about intentionality when it comes to spending our hard earned money is for sure a passion of mine. And I wanted to make sure that you remember to hop on and Join my five-day challenge, How to Get Your Photos Organized This Holiday Season, because the next year is coming, and it is coming quickly, and there is no time like the present to get all of your photos nice and tucked away so that you can make a wonderful, beautiful family photo album for all of 2020. I know that 2020 had some hard moments, but if you think back, I bet you can think of some really fun moments too, like kids riding their bike without training wheels, lots of fun homeschooling. You know you had your good moments. It wasn't all total chaos. And when January hits, we want to make sure that our kids do not let this history slip through their fingers, that we have the ability to put these pictures into a family photo album. And that all starts with getting your photos organized and prepared so that you can easily put them into a photo album. This does not have to be a daunting task. It can be so much fun and I can show you exactly how to do it when you join my five-day challenge. How to get your photos organized. Just head over to jbrazil.com slash OYPC. Again, that's jbrazil.com slash OYPC. Until next week, girl, I will see you over on Instagram.